Award for Success Express, your business, career, and financial radio magazine. Hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio Success Express Business and Career Show. We're going back to California. It is the fourth Wednesday here on Big Blend Radio, and that means we get to chat with Ward Heinrichs. He is a employment attorney based in San Diego. In fact, you can go to his website, bestemploymentattorneysandiego.com. So he's the best, and he's here to keep us up to date with more bill, uh, legi- bills, legislative bills pending in California. That's what it is. That's a big set of words put together, Ward. Welcome back. How are you? I can't pronounce this stuff. You know, right, let but me, it's, let me it's give not, it a shot. I just feel I just feel like Ward, there's like this giant like roll of paper. I was gonna say toilet roll now I just did, but I don't mean it rudely, you know. But it's no just like taken. every few days, like there's another bill rolling on that piece of oh, paper. Good see. Great image. I think that it fits. So <laughs> Our, our legislature loves to pass new laws, especially in employment. Um, and the title of this uh, writing that I did is Legislative Bills Pending in California. Because they're not so final they're dangling. Yet. Well, okay. they're, not, they're not final yet. Uh, they've passed one mm-hmm. house and they're going to one of the other houses. We have the Assembly and the Senate. Those are the two houses. And then, of course, the final uh, process is the governor signing it. And... I think most of these will make it out of the second house, but I'm pretty sure the governor won't sign all of them. Okay. So when it comes to this kind of thing, is it kind of like our national, um, you know, legislature where, okay, we got the Democrats, we got the Republicans. And if you're independent, good luck. Um, So, you know, so is it kind of that way? So everybody would expect uh, Gavin Newsom to just sign on them if they're more democratic kind of bills. Well, I think surprisingly, he's not signed some bills. All right. First of all, there's a super majority of Democrats in both the Assembly and the Senate. So they can almost pass anything they want. Republicans and, you know, there are some independents, but it's mostly Democrats, Republicans uh, will try to adjust the type of what's in the final bill. That's, That's really what they're relegated to. So but. And and because Newsom is a Democrat, you would think, oh, yeah, he's just going to sign off on anything. But no, he doesn't. Uh, there's a surprising number of bills that he does not sign off on for various reasons. Okay. Um, so, no, it's it's not an automatic stamp. But that's actually a good thing, to be honest. Like, I think that's a good thing. You can't just go, oh, just because they're with this party, they stamp it through. I think that's a that's a positive. I, I just, yeah, I agree. You know, it should be about what, what is this about? You know, what, what does it accomplish? So he told me there were 10 right now. Um, so this is all going to be passed through by the fall. So October 14th, he said has to go through. Yeah. September 14th that's, and then. Right. Uh, September 14th is the last time the legislature can act on it, which in this case means the, the, either the assembly or the Senate, that part of the legislature that hasn't done anything on that bill yet has to do it by September 14th. And then the final date is October 14th by which the governor has to sign it. If he doesn't, then it's not law. 
Okay, so let's look at the first one that you brought up. And everyone, uh, Ward's got an article outlining everything we're talking about today. All of that in his website link will be in the show notes. So wherever you're listening or watching, you can just click on that for, for the information. SB6. Okay, so let's do the SB and the AB. So we're going back to school. There's a Senate bill and then the Assembly bill, right? So that shows where it's moving along the the toilet paper line. <laughs> yeah, if it's a Senate bill, it's already been passed by the Senate at this time. At this point, okay. If it's an so, Assembly bill, it's already been passed by the Assembly bill, and now the other House has it. it, it the same as Congress. Okay. It's that exact same process. Okay. Okay. I always ask because you never know who knows what you know. And I always need a refresher on how America works. Um, SB 616. Mm-hmm. So that increases the minimum paid sick leave that California employers must offer from 24 year, uh, hours woo, to 56 hours per year. So we just did this, Ward. Didn't we just not talk this. about this? What kind it, of not like- this one. Not this one. Okay. This, this is a bill that's pending. Uh, the Senate has passed it. Now the assembly's got it and they're deciding what they want to do with it. I'm going to guess something like it or close to it will pass. Now we have talked about sick paid sick leave since 2016, I think 2016, 2017. Um, California passed an overall sick leave that allowed for 24 hours or three days worth or yes, 24 hours or three days worth of sick leave. Um, And then Soon after that, many s- cities passed different sick leave laws, you know, essentially the same, but gave more sick leave. So like I, in my article, I gave San Diego as an example, gave 40 hours a year. This is per year okay. um, of sick leave. So that's five days. But now it looks like California wants to trump everything. I'm, I'm not sure that there is a, a greater sick leave law than the one they're proposing, which is seven days. Um, there might be, you know, in Berkeley or somewhere in the Bay Area, but I'm going to kind of doubt it. I didn't check it all out um, that this would supplant everything in terms of the the amount of time you can take off as paid sick leave. It's it's just growing. Yeah. <laughs> so right, so this is big. It is. This is a this big is deal. Big. Yeah. Wow. So. Wow. So how does that affect the employers? I mean, I think this is cool for the employees, but the employers, are they allowed to go get temporary help when this kind of thing happens? Yeah, you got to be careful of that, though. But um, yes, you could. But, you know, we're only talking a few uh, days, three it's days, a few days, days, get over. Yeah. Get temporary help for that. So what, what it affect it, it the, it's not like, yeah, it's not that big a deal for an employer versus, um, you know, the employee may really need that extra day or two. You know. Well, uh, here's where it's a big deal, I think, is that mom and pops often mm-hmm. are, you know, operating on a shoestring and <clears throat> they they have to give three days now of sick leave. And then if you boost it up to seven, that really might stretch some of them enough to the where, you know, maybe they're having yeah. a hard time making it. Um, yeah. So I, I, the problem with this type of regulation, so there's always a good side. The good side is, hey, it makes some sense. You know, we don't want people getting everyone else sick. Just take time off. Make it paid so you'll make sure they'll take time off. You know, for health reasons, that makes sense. But it's the businesses that have to bear the brunt of the cost. Yeah. And so, I, you know, anytime you have something like this passed, there are going to be 
a certain percentage of businesses, ones that are on a shoestring, that probably will go out of business. Oh. Uh, you know, and is it a huge percentage just based on this? Probably really small. But then when you keep mounting these types of regulations on businesses, more and more and more businesses are affected and you're going to have more, fewer of, fewer of them. Mm, it's interesting because business. I think that's why so many people are turning to the independent contractors, which we've talked about for years. Oh, and absolutely. And that's like even the Uber thing. You see these things on Facebook about, oh, Uber's like, come be an Uber driver, a DoorDash delivery person and make money. And people are like, Oh, I make money. And then they're like, go look at what's the wear and tear of your car. Now Uber is getting cars for people that they can rent. So now it's kind of this, it's, it's a very odd thing. And then when you read, cause I'm all stuck in it and it's all your fault for doing these shows with us. I'm like, I, I, before I'd be like, Oh, you do what you want. Like, I don't, you know, whatever. I don't do it, you know, but now I'm like, Oh, what's going on? And then you read these things where the Uber drivers are going, if you do X number of hours at this point, on these kinds of ships, if depending on where you are, this is the only way to truly turn a real profit that makes sense. Yes, you get your, it, yeah. it's kind of like one of those things. It's like a cash flow thing where you're getting money in, but not realizing that it's really not worth it. And you have to turn it around. But if you're in that position of needing that cash now for something, then you know what I mean? It's, it's no, you're right. Cause the, the expenses are sort of hidden. You know, you fill up your tank. Yeah. I just filled up my tank, whatever. I do it two times a week. All of a sudden you're doing it three times a week and you're not really paying attention because you're yeah. an Uber driver. Um, and those things mount and it reduces the amount of cash you can put in your pocket. No doubt. It's, it's just, it's fascinating to see, but I think that's where mom and pops go is they, they'll maybe have real temporary people that come in on those things. So um, it's not as, as this is a good thing. I mean, I think employees need stuff. I mean, that's just my own personal thing is like, if someone's working for your company, take care of them, they'll take care of you. Um, we're back to the family right. caregivers. See, we're going back to all these new laws that just passed. For yeah. 2023. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, and they're expanding them. Yeah. Yeah. So this family care, the AB 524, what is yes. going on with that? Okay, so this is under this is a modification of the Fair Employment and Housing Act, and that's the act that I use often that prevents discrimination, retaliation, harassment of employees. There are other groups that are a little broad, more broad than that, but employees mostly. Um, but you can't do those discriminations and harassments and retaliations based on a protected group or a mm. protected category. So, you know, sex is one, um, uh, religion's another. So, you know, those are like the big ones, um, ethnic background, uh, race, you know, those are the big ones. Um, and, and most of us go, yeah, that kind of protection makes some sense. But what's happened in California, I'm not saying this one doesn't make sense either, but what, what has mm -hmm. happened in California is now we, I, we have 19, I think. I'd have to go look at the statute and count each one. But we have like 19 protected groups now, categories, call them categories. And so if someone, if an employer picks on you because you're in that protected group, then you have a claim for either harassment, discrimination, or retaliation. Uh, and when I mean pick on, there has to be an ad, what we call an adverse employment action. I don't want to get in the weeds on this, but so if they fire you, demote you, cut your pay, 
then that's an adverse employment action. If they did it because you're in one of those protected groups. Okay. So if you're a woman, they go, Hey woman, I'm going to, I'm going to call me that. I'm going to fire you. Don't you be calling me that. Ooh, no. Yeah. Right. So nay, nay. No. So that would be a violation. They, they, they can't, well, would it be? Cause we don't know how the facts are going to play out, but if, if the purpose is he's firing you or she is firing you because you're a woman, or an old woman. Oh, like, old woman. There you oh, go. There, oh, yeah, oh, wait, age is go, a oh, oh, are you getting crappies at that time of month? Smack. <laughs> Dude, don't ever do that. You know, I or, a, oh, oh, the other one is, oh, you're pregnant. No. <laughs> you're fired. So then you would violate so many, uh, protect, you would, you would be firing someone because they're in a protected category category and and in that case if you're pregnant multiple categories so that's what this is designed to protect against and they've added a new one family caregiver now what we've talked about family caregiver in the past as to wage and hour protection they're saying they do get overtime at a certain point they are employees if they meet the requirements so they have they've had all that protection for you know four or five years um but now they said we're also going to protect them in this way so that they can't be discriminated against because they're a family caregiver. Okay. So I don't know why you would pick on someone because they're a family caregiver, but I guess it can happen. Uh, I'm sure it mm-hmm. can happen. Uh, so, but that's been added to the, when I'm starting to call the bone pile, because there are so many protected oh, categories. Wow. I mean, we're going to have to do a show just point, on that. At some point, there's oh. a lawyer in there. You can't pick on him because he's a lawier. Yeah, he's a lawyer. And he'll Everyone will be in trouble. That's it. That's it. Well, the SB 399, this one is re- prohibits retaliation when an employee refuses to listen to an employee's religious or political messages. Ooh. Now, that's See, not I've, FEHA. I've, this, this is oh, really ahead. interesting to me because you're in a work position. You know there is so much going on in the world now. How do you not talk about what is the current news and and stuff go down and you it's probably one of those things like you know workplace harassment sexual discrimination certain things you should just not talk about don't tell the dirty joke don't just don't do it even though it's funny you don't share it you know right so don't maybe talk about politics and those kind of things in front of anybody and as a boss isn't that kind of you got to, I mean, well, being, being political isn't a protected category. Okay. So you're not going to get protection from it except to this degree now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is not a a fair employment housing act, new category. So So it doesn't have as much strength basically. Yeah. It's different. Um, but do you talk about politics at the workplace? Well, I think, you know, if you have enough people, everyone does. Now you probably pick people that you're going to talk to about it and you're probably a little careful, but some people probably aren't. Um, and it's not illegal for an employer to say, here's what I think about politics. Mm -hmm. You're allowed to do it. Or here's what I think about religion. You're allowed to do it. Could that create a problem? It could, but now if you're on your soapbox and you're proselytizing uh, and you're the employer. If the employees all turn their back on you and walk away, 
you can't do anything about it or you will violate this law. Wow. So and and the employees, if the employee says, OK, if they turn away, just walk away. Right. But if they say, oh, shut up, this sucks. I don't I don't agree with you well, or starts to argue back. What happens now that you're opening your door for drama that, and not a good word. drama? That's going to be drama well, because uh, that sounds like insubordination. And so, you know, trouble. Yeah, all right. So here's would completely be wrong for the employee. What if they whipped out a knife and said, you're pissing me off, boss. I'm going to stab you. Well, oh. you could you could punish them for that. Right. No, I would fire someone with that. Like well, I would well punish fire. You call, call the cops. cops on my them. gosh. I, yeah, <laughs> I know. So what I'm saying is there there certainly is a type of response from an employee that would put them in a bad situation. And mm-hmm. I think what you just said, uh, you know, screw off or whatever you said. I forget. Exactly. Yeah, you suck. Like your you politics suck. suck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's bordering on that. And then, or if you to, tell them they're stupid. Me, to me, yeah. it's not necessarily because they're reacting to the political or religious statement. Mm. And so is that protected then? That's sort of a gray area for me. And then if they go, wow. I think you need to shut up. Is that a proper reaction? I mean, it's a real reaction. Is it, is, is it one that could be protected by this? You know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. Well, well I've, seen, I've seen some workplaces um, and I, and I, and know people, you know, and I'm not saying it's right. Or, I, I, however, people want to run their business as long as they're not being rude, you know, to people and, and mean, but yeah. having prayer circles and things like that. Now, I think when you, hire someone you can say i'm hiring you know this kind of see but if you say i'm only hiring like christians right or nah, this no, kind of you're Christ- gonna have a problem that's a no-no. unless you're a christmas christian organization like a church you can do that and not see they get away with everything man they're exempt <laughs> they're exempt from most of those so wow business, so, business is gonna have a hard time but what if you force your employees to have a prayer circle before you go to work like in the morning, the first thing of duty is prayer circle. Ooh. Well, there's, I think there's a bunch of problems there. Uh, one is you have, as an employee, the religious freedom. Oh, you know what, though? Now I'm getting off in the weeds because that only yeah. limits the government from action. You know, I, I was thinking about the, the mm. uh, amendments to the Constitution. It's, it's the First Amendment, I believe. Yeah. Um, and so... Only, that only limits the government from taking action against your religious freedom. That doesn't mean someone else can't. But I, but if they're if your employee your employer is also limited under uh, um, retaliation and uh, harassment and you know FEHA mm-hmm. our, our Fair Employment and Housing Act and the Title Seven for the mm-hmm. so you can't limit someone's else else's religious beliefs. By forcing them to take part in a prayer, I, I would say this is I've never seen a case like this, but I think you could bring it um, because they go, that's not my religion. I don't want right. to be a part of that. And I don't you know, and I'm just thinking yeah, there's probably cases out there that talk about, you know, unduly pressuring someone to do something they don't want to do when it's mm-hmm. religious. Uh, boy, yeah, but even re- even know. even regard even regarding politics please put up this banner for this political party 
on the, you know, go put the banner up outside the front of the store. You know what I mean? Um, you know, that, that kind of thing. I think the owner can do that, but you're (laughs) potentially walking into problems because they they have Mm -hmm. the free right of speech too. I don't think government can say you can't do that, even though, because this is, I own this place and I get to say what I want that's protected by the constitution. So I'm going to say, I don't think the government can limit that. Um, but if an employee just walks away without saying anything, they're protected. So basically, basically, so if, if your employer starts mouthing off with religion or politics, right, that you don't agree with, or, you know, I would just say you shouldn't do it either way. I mean, to me, so you just turn around and walk away. It, they can't. It's a slippery they can't get slope. Me. Yeah. Yeah. So they're giving. You, but yeah. So the employees just don't say anything back because then that's the slippery. Right. Though it may be really tempting. You know, yeah. it could be because it's opening Pandora's box when you start that stuff. Right. But the employee just turns around and walks away. They can't get mad at you because they're not even talking about work unless you're being hired for political things. That's a whole different thing. Well, that's, yeah, no, there's political campaigns and stuff like that. That's different. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Or maybe you work in a Christian bookstore and they have prayer meetings. That's kind of expected, right? Unless somebody turns around and says, I believe in the devil now. Yeah. I'm not sure that a Christian bookstore would have the same protection that a church would but maybe i just yeah, haven't a lot seen of them that many connected. cases on it but it's yeah. it's a very interesting i know a lot of people that work for churches and um spiritual places that don't exact they don't 100 percent believe in that religion but they respect them and respect the beliefs and work on whatever they need to do they they just respect it you know what yeah. i mean yeah. So, and, and there's a mutual respect there, which it's always good to have somebody that's not always a hundred percent where you are in things. So you have an other perspective. So that's kind of yeah. positive I, too. I agree. I, you, you, yeah. Ideas should be challenged, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So man, California is going for it. And then, okay. Workplace violence protection plan. Okay. So this is SB 553. So if you do say something political and your employee turns around with a knife and says you suck, you know, <laughs> hopefully you have a plan that is will be put in place and take away or reduce the risk of anyone being hurt. That's the idea mm-hmm. behind this. Um, Was well, this yeah, because of the shootings in schools? I, I'm not sure you're going to yeah. be able to act quickly enough. Yeah, but, but I mean, is this really coming you have from an the awareness schools? in the office? Yeah, because there's so many workplace shootings and attacks and like schools grocery stores, you know, so this goes through all kinds of, I mean, hospitals, you name it, everyone. Post offices, yeah, all that stuff. Dead. Yeah, it can go postal. Go postal, you know? that's where it came from. Oh, nah, there it is. Um, So, I mean, I, I don't want to make light of those violent things that have happened, but I think there, it has to be a plan. So is it like an evacuation route or that kind of thing? Or here's 911, here's how you call. What, you know, is that what they're talking about? Well, there's, there's like a list of things that they have to include in this plan. And, and I just included three that I thought were most Mm -hmm. important. Um, You know, the list of incidents that happen, you're supposed to keep a running list of that. I do some active shooter training. Wow. Yeah. And uh, shoplifting training. Now that 
I, I think that only applies for retail. I don't think it applies for everyone, but so some of these are limited, but you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I think these make sense. So my thing about regulation is, well, do you really have to do it and require it or can people just work this stuff out? I don't know. Um, I think these all make some sense. Uh, do you want to mm-hmm. require people to keep a running list? No. Yeah. Is that too much of a problem? Well, I think the active shooter training is important. Um, I just, I do like you know, that. we, we work with a lot of different chambers of commerce, as you know, and I just saw one that, um, we work with and they are having an active shooter shooting workshop. First, I saw them doing a, uh, a Facebook live thing today. Okay. And I saw active shooter. I was like, like no, like, you know, yeah, wow. What I was like, part of the country God. are they in? Central California. And, oh, Central um, California. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that, I thought, oh my God, you know, like they—that's my buddies. You know, you you guys need to be safe. You know, and they had the police on there, and they had, you know, and then I was like, oh, they're fine, they're learning. I'm like, cool. <laughs> but by first that because you just see active shooter, and right. we've seen. I mean, I I have to say that um, we're we're seeing incidences everywhere we travel across the country with this kind of thing happening obviously we hear it in the news but it's it's a real real fact um to know what to do and and i think it it's kind of like when we were in school we had those emergency drills you know we all thought it was stupid and then we thought oh cool we get to go outside you know fire drills yeah yeah Earthquake fire drills all of that hurricanes all of it but if you have a plan you have something you know it's like when you're in a hotel room they always have the evacuation plan on the back do yeah. we read it? I look you, at it. Do I know go, it by heart? No. I figure I will be able to jump up, read it, even though the room shaking. I was in a hotel fire. Nancy, Nancy and I were in a hotel fire, and people banged on the door saying fire, fire, and the fire was actually below us in the kitchen. And um, this is in South Africa. And I woke Nancy up and said, fire, fire. And I rolled over and went back to sleep. <laughs> and then they had to get everybody out. And this is South Africa, right? So you couldn't see the fire, but we could tell on the outside. We go down the stairs and we're all, everybody's in pajamas. Daughter. No, wait, no, I know, right? I was a teenager. We get downstairs and this is South Africa for you. Everybody from the hotel rooms and the fire guys are coming in with their hoses and all this going upstairs. So they're like, oh, screw it. It's upstairs. Everybody went to the bar and started ordering drinks. The bar. And Nancy realized she's like, holy crap, I got to get the car because it's out of underground parking. And she had to drive over the fireman's hoses. And she's like, I can't drive over the hoses. They're like, drive over the hoses, ma'am. <laughs> and we went and eventually had to drive across the street and we watched things explode. Wow. And then we got looted the next day. They stole everything out of our rooms. But anyway, so yeah. But wow. anyway, no, but did we look at the plan? I'm sorry, we did not. Sounds we went like to the bar. I think Luckily, if Nancy went to the bar, I know if Nancy went to the bar and had a cocktail, she would have driven right over those fire hoses just fine. But, but um, but it's it, those plans really do actually help and keep it. Yeah, you, no, it's kind of like having the sexual harassment book, right? Going through that training, it's kind of the same thing about what to do. Yeah, um, I think sexual harassment is a way bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, happens way more yeah, often. Yeah, it's more frequent. Yeah. So my my thought on this is okay. You you know someone in Central California who did this on their own even before this law is nearly passed. This it could be vetoed. It may not make it out. Who knows? Um, and I think on this, I kind of prefer that versus you know government telling you what to do. But I think it's a good thing to do. I do. 
Well, they like they saying like you know in Texas. I was watching the comedian Ron White. Sorry, I I think he's funny as heck. And he was like, no, you know, of course they had the school shooting Uvalde and, you know, Matthew McConaughey is doing this big school plan, green lights for oh, yeah. schools, like all this stuff, which is important. But he's yeah, like, you come, you come into my office in Texas and you have a gun and you point it at me, you're dead because we'll just shoot you back. You know, that's kind of that, that attitude. But California is not that way, not like Texas. So it's a different kind of culture to go through that. And but I suppose, yeah, I mean, I think their training should happen according to your business. I think if you're in a bar, a nightclub kind of thing, um, festivals, look at Gilroy uh, Garlic Festival, that they yeah. had a shooter there. So when you're doing those kind of things, I think that's important. When you're doing high public, there's intoxication events, those kind of stuff. That's that's where it should Yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. I have to say that. Yeah. Um, you know, whether every business has to have a specific plan. I mean, again, you know, Wiener Schnitzel. Well, maybe. You know, I don't know. I was just talking about them on the show the other day because it was hot dog month or something. Hot dog day. And it was a chili dog day. Coming yeah. up. I think it they, could the, be even. We, there were a couple of Wiener Schnitzels pretty close to my office and where I live. They've gone out of business. So no. I don't know. Yeah. There was one in Pacific Beach. You remember Pacific Beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that one no. on the way in on on Garnett. Because they had those little red, little those little A frame little buildings. Well, it's the A frame building still there, but it's not a Schnitzel anymore. Where? Unless <gasps> and they may have, you know, I don't go to Pacific Beach that much. Get them in Ocean Oceanside. There was Oceanside, <laughs> but Oceanside. They were in Oceanside. I remember Carlsbad. Oh, were they? Once. I'd forgotten about Oceanside. Think so. I, I'm still stuck on my Angelo's Burgers, but you know. Yeah, but Wiener Schnitzel, man, that was a thing we do. Yeah, it's kind of like a Denny's at the end of the gig. Um, yeah. You know. And but, the one in Kearney wow. Mesa on Convoy, that's close. Wow. The building's okay. still there, but it's not a Wiener Schnitzel. Anyway. Well, I want a chili dog now. but Now um, America any- knows. Yeah, listen, everyone. Okay, so let's go to the next one. S- There's a lot of these laws. SB848. Oh, wow. Uh leave for miscarriage or failed adoption Oof. yes so it's five days unpaid it's like the bereavement leave um which is still unpaid i mean bereavement leave just came into place this year so this another i think this is last year i think it was this year um and that's five days or what shoot that might only be three days I think that's three days. Ah, I, you know, I never see yeah, it. That's the weird thing. Keep, I don't see these moving. things. I don't always know the details. They, they're always churning, though. These things are always churning and in development, like we're talking about. But that is not a bad law. That's a good law. I think you're, you're, yeah, I think you need longer, quite frankly, especially a miscarriage. That's really rough on people and yeah. rough on both partners a lot of times. It's not just, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. And if it's unpaid, I, I, I think that's better. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm really kind of hesitant about getting more paid leave forced on employers. Again, it's not the big employers; they're going to be fine. It's the little guys, and I just mm-hmm. see them in San Diego. More little businesses close up and go or go away, go to a different state. Um, then, mm-hmm. and I just there's I a feel balance. Sorry for them, and I don't think it's really good for us, honestly. Yeah. So this is all state level, whereas it could have been done. 
you know, by region too, instead of state, you know, would sometimes cities like if it's have done it. Sure. Yeah. A city, a big city. It makes sense. Right. But you still have mom and pops in there, you know? Well, you do. And th- those are the ones that get affected by this stuff. That's, th- th- that's my only caveat to all of this. I, I understand and gosh, you know, miscarriage, that's devastating. I mean, mm-hmm. luckily I never lived through one, but, well, not personally. But, but then what if a bereavement, <clears throat> wouldn't, I would have thought that would have taken it in, but someone, I mean, it's death. A miscarriage, well, okay, I'm not getting in that one. Oopsie, well, boy, okay. oh boy. I don't think there, you know, <clears throat> companies, many companies had bereavement leave already. It just yeah. wasn't throughout the whole economy and every business. Miscarriage leave? I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I just feel like it should be part of that. It's it's oh, bereavement leave. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I don't want to go with it was a miscarriage of death, or the, I don't want to get into all of that. The rest of the countries up in arms with you know all the rights and um and I don't want to get started on that because it'll never end. But the the you know I it just feels that you're more you're in mourning. So you know it's a miscarriage. You know it's it's no, it's sad. Super sad. I think it's sad. And so help, but yeah, I, 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 there's that balance. Like you're saying, um, this one, I find really interesting. But what about oh, failed okay. adoption? I'm just wondering about that. Uh, so that, that, see that, see, that is a little different. Now, if you fostered the kid first and you got to know oh, the kid, that'd be different. Okay. That would be different. If you've gone flown to China and back, you know, cause a lot of people are doing that. And, you know, they bring home the baby and then they say, no, we're, you need to give it back. If you've had contact. All right. No, no, no. That, yeah, I hear that one too. But and that just happens. like if you paid some money and then, I don't know, for whatever reason, the adoption goes through. I don't know if you should get time off for that. Yeah, I think, well, I think if you have that communication. You could take vacation time maybe. Yeah, I think it's a communication. Like if you've already, in, like a lot of people foster kids and dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I then, suppose I shouldn't say that, but then they go from fostering to adopting. Yes, and through the right. fostering, then they've built that relationship, and I think it's hard not just on them, but the kid. If the kid is a ta- like you've built a bond, and that's just throwing the rug under someone. That's that's yeah, that's, uh, ta- that's, it. Oh, that's mean. Bad. But if it's oh, I think I'm going to adopt, and every all the paperwork's done. I've seen the kid once. It's a bummer. Yeah, maybe you know, take the day off. Go, you know have a shot of whiskey or whatever, or, no, maybe meditate, whatever, whatever you need to do, find solace. I'm not being rude. I'm not being mean. No, I'm just saying you need, to, you need to process it. It's hard. So everyone has their way. Um, but I don't think it would be the same as a miscarriage that you've been carrying that baby for X amount of time. And it could be, you know, the emotions that go with that and the hormones and the, mm-mm. Everyone's got a backstory on all of that too. So yeah. I think you should, I just don't, the way the laws are like a little wonky, maybe. I just think it should be under bereavement or I just need time out. And like we've talked about on the shows before, you're in a good workplace situation and you said to your boss, man, I had a miscarriage or my do- I'm just messed up. The boss is typically going to say, we're going to cover for you. Yeah. And probably even for longer than five days, most likely take a week, two weeks, depending on the business, depending, you know what I mean? Right. Depending. Situational. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's important to have good relationships with the, between the employer and the employee to have a good fit, you know? So when things yeah. happen, it's not like the rules. Robert's rules of order. 
Okay. Can I go yeah. to the um, at-home employee returning to the workplace? The yes. SB 731. What? All right. So what? this one I'm kind of on board with. Oh, um, are you kidding me? Yeah. What? Because well, I don't know. I think it's okay I don't to do it. Rather than say employee, you have to return to work today. Oh, no, that's right. Or you're fired. But 30 days? Well, maybe maybe 30 days is too long. I don't know. But, you know, it's not that big. A, to me, it's not that big a deal. You go, they, they're working at home. Yeah. You've, you've kind of oh, liked because it. because of kids. The you know, employer must have liked it for some reason if they even allow it. Now, you know, there were – well, no, they never had it. They were never required to allow working at home during the pandemic. It was an option, and it made sense in many cases. Um. So the employer had to bless all of these to a certain degree. And so once the employer has done that, and if they're going, they say they try it for two months ago. Oh, this stinks. All right. Another 30 days, man. Just, you know, figure it out and give them 30 days because now they need to transition. You know, now they got to figure out their schedule and maybe 30 days is too much. Maybe it should be two weeks, but whatever. I, I kind of like, cause if you, if I'm working at home all the time and I got a boss, I, I'm my own boss. So, you know, but if if I got a boss that's and, I, I, that's and they said work at home and then I've got it all set up and I'm clicking and I'm loving it. And they say, come back. And I'm going, oh, come on. Man. Yeah. And you've probably built an office during the pandemic. You're like, I got office plants now. I've got a dog I didn't have. I've got, you know, coffee right there. And I've got yeah. a cooler right at my desk drawer. <laughs> I get donuts every day delivered to yes. me. Man. DoorDash, the Uber <laughs> people are loving me. <laughs> you know, so. So I, yeah, I, I can see where a little notice is. Yeah, I, I like a little notice on that. But thirty days is long to find that yourself does seem a like dog a long walker. Time. I, I, I hear you. Every, uh, yeah, yeah, it does seem like a little long. I think you tell you the pet industry is busy weeks. right now. Pet sitting, dog walking, the whole thing. Everybody's like, "Uh oh, you know, I have this animal that I adopted during the pandemic, and and I was with it 24-7, and now the dog's not used to it. You're not set up. Everybody's a little wonky with that now. So it's it's uh, that's part of it, and it's with kids, too. Started homeschooling suddenly during the pandemic. Now it's like, oopsie, can't do that anymore, can you? You know, if you have to go yeah. back to work. And it's so, maybe your car and all of that, too. So, okay, I'm getting, yes. I'm getting on board. No, there's a lot of – there could be some real – big changes that you got to make in, in your schedule mm. back All the right. way it was. Uh, All right. Last now, one. Here's the one it's, thing though oh, on that. Okay. Um, if, if the employer says, well, what we're going to do now is work three days at home and come in twice a week. Now that shouldn't be 30 days for sure. No, no. That, but so That's yeah, what I could, see mostly I happening. Th- I think this law is going to be that broad again. Th- none of these are final, so they could all change a lot. Um, but boy, you know, there are certain circumstances when now that's too much and maybe 30 is just too much. Anyway. Yeah, I think I, a lot of people I know do half and half. They're they're going between both. Yeah. You and, know, and so it's been pretty effective, I think. So the last one. Here we uh-huh. go. Oh, boy. Last but the not least. Minimum wage. Here we go. Go California. Go yep. Washington State, New York City. Um, <laughs> SB 525 raises a minimum wage. For healthcare workers, yeah, you know, I'm I'm for this personally. I am absolutely for it. All right, Fair I, enough. I'm just standing by it. That's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. 
Bravo. Oh, you know, um, healthcare workers have been burned out, man, and they're losing them. It's like teachers. If you don't take care of these two, uh, that's a, a big important part of our world and life. So, all right, tell they're getting a raise. Yes, and in two stages. By this January 1st, they'd get $21. Or June, I'm sorry, June 1st. Okay. And um, by 2025, June 1st, they'll bump up to $25. Again, this is not final. Um, and, you know, it, it basically covers all situations or most situations where you're going to have healthcare work or even to some degree in-home healthcare work would be covered by this. Mm. Healthcare work is hard. You're dealing with yeah, people. And it was stretched uh, during the pandemic. We really saw it stretched. Uh, yeah. And that was the, to me, that was the big danger of the pandemic. It wasn't so much, I, you know, I didn't think your chances of dying, even if you're over 80 like five percent which is significant so don't ignore it but if you were 25 or under holy smokes the chance of dying is really remote so i didn't think that was the biggest problem the biggest problem was our healthcare system got overrun and so Mm -hmm. yeah we need to take care of them I, i i do agree on that i'm not sure i totally agree with this bill but i i i like the direction it's going well what's the healthcare industry is a mess let me just say that you know, okay. and and hospitals <clears throat> going bankrupt over and over. Yet the drug companies making huge amounts of money. Well, and this won't affect you, drug companies. I it'll know, I know. Hospitals and it'll cause I them know. to fork out but, more money. But it's so you want to talk about potentially more bankruptcies? I, I want the hospitals to have more money. So, and then it's like the. Well, this the, is not going to help them get money. This is going to take money out of their pockets. I know, but everybody needs to make money in that. Even oh, doctors don't make like yeah. they used to because of all the insurance. So it's not, it's not, they, they make money, but it's not like what people well, think. In California, it's we so have expensive. Micra though. And Micra has limited the damages you can get from a doctor for malpractice. So I'm going to say, I'm going to guess that the rates in California don't haven't climbed as much as in other places where they're uh-huh. unlimited. Yeah. It's like $500,000 for now. No, it's been that way for I'm, decades. I'm, yeah. Decades. But I'm saying just wait, there'll be another. Well, it may change. You never know. Yeah. I, I think there must be a strong hmm. doctor lobby in California that's prevented them f- hmm. from facing higher liability in court in the court system. So how is it that hospitals keep running out of money? What is it? I don't know. I, wonder. I, don't know I don't know either. I mean, I don't want them to. And at the same time, I think everybody needs those two entities need to be schools need to be taken care of and the teachers, hospitals and the workers. Well, I'm going to say if that's your main concern with the health industry, this bill might not might create more bankruptcies. <laughs> Thanks, Ward. So you're making I'm me rethink what I said. Pick. I'm sticking with it. Now you're going to make you me pick. rethink it. Jeez, what are you, an attorney? <laughs> <laughs> all yes. right all right all right I will, oh, I, oh he no he's the best employment attorney san diego.com see well done be. well done well done everyone ward is here every fourth wednesday is making sense out of legal stuff for california employment legal stuff that when we read it we go what's he talking about then we get just it open your eyes wide what? Yep, that's it. And it just keeps rolling. Those bills just keep rolling. That tape, that toilet paper just keeps moving. And also keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. The link for Ward's articles in the show notes. Thanks, Ward. Always fun. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. And I want to go jump in the ocean in that photo behind you, like now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's San Alejo right up there. Ooh, beautiful. Yeah, Carlsbad. 
Oof, yep.